Welcome to At Home with Kelly and Tiffany, where naturally-minded women gather together as we pursue simplicity and confidence in health alternatives so we can show up better in our busy lives and feel more at home in our bodies. Join your favorite home birth midwife duo for conversation, candor, and community. You're at home with Kelly and Tiffany. Hope you're happy about it. We are coming to you with this brand new episode. Yeah, we are. Hormonal headaches, yo. This has been a popular topic. And I'm excited to share on it. But first, let's let's do some impromptu Mm. things I didn't put in the note. Great. That I require you to immediately respond to. Excellent. You have had some barfing going on in your home Mm. this week. It feels traumatic to talk about it. Too soon, but I'm sorry. But yeah, we've had some serious round-the-clock, every, like, 20-minute barfing from one of my kids, and it, it that was the worst. I can see it in your face. I am so tired. Like, the first night actually cleaning up barf because child is delirious and cannot make it to where they need to barf. And side note, we monetize barfing in our house. Like we give our kids a dollar every time they barf where they're supposed to. (laughs) And they make it and they don't make a bigger mess. And this kid owes money pretty much. But then last night too, she wasn't necessarily barfing, but just restless as all heck. And it's brutal. It is. I'm looking forward to a sauna session shortly yes oh my gosh so my brain is like so programmed for the endorphins that i get after sauna that sometimes throughout my day when i feel stressed out my brain automatically starts to fantasize about being in my sauna bag later it's like it's like here here i'm gonna help you yep go do this it's like a it's a hit for sure oh i love it so much Mm -hmm. okay so when we were texting yesterday in your sad wandering confusion about life yep I, I tried to be an encouragement. It's great. But you said, hey, I can finally keep some stuff down mm-hmm. on her. Like yep. she's going to, I think we can keep some things down so I can finally start giving her some stuff. Yes. What were you giving her? I gave her a couple homeopathic things. One is called, uh, it's like a mix of a few, which is by, I think it's Boy Ron, or maybe it's Highlands. Oh, sorry. But it is specifically for diarrhea which she was not having but like intestinal stuff nausea all of that so it was a you know a little mixed one and then nux vomica the homeopathic and then i she will not swallow pills like for the life of her but i was able to get some activated charcoal out of some of our capsules and put it in like a smoothie or something yeah she was she willingly she took it beautiful yeah willing she was she was like, I feel so terrible. I will finally listen to what you tell me to do. That's the thing, right? It's like yeah. we have all these tools for our children. And I don't know about your kids, but my kids are automatically skeptical about anything that I suggest because mm-hmm. they think I'm a witch doctor. And so anybody else's children would be like, oh, you have something that might help me. I'll take whatever you say. Yeah, but my kids are like, wow. Where where is the evidence on essential oils, mom? <laughs> it just smells good. I don't think this is actually doing anything. 
show me the research. Yeah, mom. those are real words that yep. my child has said to me. So I just, you know, I, I love when they get into their desperate places because it speaks yes. to my heart as a person who finds myself in some desperation sometimes where I'm like, what do, what do I know? I oh. need to help myself. What uh, do I know? I know things. A hundred percent. And it took me a while to remember like, okay, yes, I can take activated charcoal as well. Try to protect myself, like all of the things to protect my own system. Cause I was just up in it the entire time with her when everybody else was hiding away. And oh, she did sip on bone broth too, which she's never done before. But again, desperate times. And she, uh, she liked it enough, but then she later barfed. So she was like, I don't want that ever again. Okay, I'm going to sneak it to you. And I already do, but great. So good. Yeah. And you're, and you're on the up. We are definitely on the up. We have turned a corner. I know that there's other people who are listening now who are going through barfing things or have so have in this season. It's a kind of a barfy season. And so I just wanted to wanted to throw some I appreciate that things out there for those ladies. Yeah, there was all kinds of other stuff too. Like I looked up some natural natural like Pedialyte recommend, you know, like things that I can make home, all kinds of other like ginger tinctures and whatever that I was like, I would do that for myself. I know my kids hate me if I try that on her. So anyway, did it. I did do it. So good. Okay. So in my, in my world, we just finished up in homeschool, this book called The Giver. <laughs> That's a good one. It's so good. I read it in like fourth grade or something. So it was yeah, like yeah. familiar. I don't remember thinking it's good, but it's got, you know, some award on the cover. So I'm like, Sure, it's great. This is good. I'm going to read it to my kids. Actually, we got it as an Audible book, which we like to enjoy something on Audible when we're driving around and stuff. And the book gave me the creeps. It is very, it's it's dark or got some like weird, uncomfortable vibes, you know? Dystopia is yeah, yeah, yeah. how the book itself describes itself. Which tracks. Yeah. And like, so I know I'm like thinking about it a lot because as I look around the world and I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of dark things going on in our in our society. And I see this this concept of this book where these people have made this very controlled master community Yep, where they believe that they've taken all of the root causes of the problems of society and somehow abolished them with all different ways. But one of the things that's described is this main character who's coming into puberty mm -hmm. and he starts to have these urges and all of the children in puberty are made to know that when they start to have these urges, these feeling dreams is how they're kind of like described. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that part. Yeah, and they yeah. have to tell their parents so that their parents can give them the urge pill, the yep. pill that keeps them. And they have to have and they have to take that every single day so that they don't get the urges anymore because the urges are not good because none of these people procreate. Right. They all there's yeah, all, yeah. the whole community has surrogacy. That's their system. Yeah, of yeah. Proliferating. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, just hit a little too close to home. It's like there's so many parallels here in what this author's trying to do that it was just it got me fascinating before it's time be way here we before are. it's time i know so diving into hormonal headaches today <laughs> on that note i mean a lot of women who are experiencing hormonal headaches have some type of hormonal dis disbalance yes of course right for sure and a lot of women would ha have these types of 
symptoms along with many other pieces of their cycle that's just like a little bit off, not quite right. And it would be very tempting to go get try hormonal birth control in order to function like a normal human every single month. The urge suppression pill. Yes. And on many on many levels, that is actually true. I know, right? Well, because it's very associated with libido. Right. So many things. Oh, man. You can get down a rabbit trail. We started talking about hormonal headaches because we shared a lot on this topic inside of our new membership. Yeah. And I was surprised. Maybe not surprised, but it really was so evident that this was like the most common like thread between so many of the women. Yeah, I was surprised to hear that, too. We have 91 women inside of the membership. Still blows my mind. And Kelly and I decided before we knew how many women were going to join, <laughs> we decided we were going to personally reach out to every single member and just see where they're at, welcome them, you know, one-on-one, mm-hmm. and just send a message to everyone saying like, hey, where are you at? Why are you here? What are you dealing with? How can so- we help you, give you individualized support? Yeah. Yeah. So 91. <laughs> we didn't really anticipate that. Many. 91 messages later. It took us like a week and a half to <laughs> yeah. get through it, but we did it. We got a lot of responses for hormonal headaches being a part of a symptom picture that women are working on. So I knew that this information could be helpful for everybody else who's listening. Yeah. hundred percent. That's like a, that's a little snapshot of the larger audience. Before we jump in, I want to share audible recipe we really should get little theme songs for a certain segment oh my gosh that'd be so good can we pay someone to do that <laughs> a small amount of money tiny amount okay if you're somebody who would like to create <laughs> some tiny little sound bites for us audible recipe time right yeah something like that yes but we can just hit a button and play it and then have some like fake clapping and stuff too. Oh my gosh, like a live audience. Ah, <laughs> yeah. oh, we'll be so into that. That would really help me, I feel like, show up and perform in this role mm-hmm. if there was more clapping involved. Yeah, great. That would do a lot for me. <laughs> okay, this is your relaxation tea. This is your standard herbal infusion. You yes. have a quart jar. You put one-fourth of the herbs into the quart jar. You pour boiling water on it. You steep it for eight hours. Or you can use two teaspoons per cup, like a mug, and Mm -hmm. steep it for 10 minutes. I really like the long process. It takes most of the properties out of the herb, lets it sit there in the water for a really long time, makes a really strong, powerful use of these medicinal herbs. Yeah, and this is why, that's, I mean, that's partly why, right? You could get a relaxation tea from like a tea bag and you put it in and the amount of herbs that are in there for like, what, the two minute that you keep it in there or whatever. It's just not, if you're like, that didn't really relax me, I'm not necessarily surprised. <laughs> yeah, it's not therapy. It's not a therapeutic way to enjoy herbs. Right. Except for the ritual of making tea can be therapeutic in and of itself. Yes. Uh, but if you want to use it, clinically therapeutically you're going to follow these guidelines one fourth cup of herbs to one quart of water and this recipe is a four three two one Ooh, you know how i like to make it as audible as possible yeah so that you can remember you can remember four three two one yes yeah you can i can okay four parts chamomile 
three parts lemon balm, two parts lavender, one part spearmint. Four, three, two, one. Four, three, two, one. Chamomile, lemon balm, lavender, spearmint. Lavender. Spearmint. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This there's so much happening in this episode and we have not even <laughs> talked about it. So there there's your audible recipe, ladies. We love, love, love buying bulk herbs in a couple different places. We'll list that in the show notes so that you can do that for yourself. This is the cheapest, easiest, most accessible way to work herbs into your life. So I hope that you try it. Yeah, it may feel a little intimidating, but I promise once you actually start, you're gonna be like, Oh yeah, this was not hard. Nope. Not hard at all. Okay, listen to this. 18% of women's headaches are migraine. Dude, that's gnarly. Compared to 6% of men, clearly there's like a hormonal component happening here, right? But that's a large percentage of headaches. Like migraines are no joke. No, and 14% of women who get migraines only get them while they're on their period. That's brutal. 60% of women get migraines throughout their cycle, but they always increase around their period. So now we're down to what? That counts for 75, 25% of women who, I'm, I'm doing that right, right? 25% of women, 26% of women who get migraines, they're not related to hormones. Gotcha. I mean, whoa. Yeah. So it's very clear there's such a huge component there. Yeah. Here's, an, here's one more statistic. Great. I love data. I like it when you lay it out. I hope that doesn't bother people. 24% of menstrual migraines, so migraines that happen during menstruation, are related to hormonal birth control. Meaning like they they started when you were on hormone or like they 24 of those are 24% is associated with people who are taking. Yeah. Wow. So if you're on hormonal birth control and you have terrible headaches or even migraines that hmm. are associated with your cycle, all you have to do is stop taking them. Wow. That would be the number one suggestion yes. would be come off of your hormonal birth control. For pretty much anything we talk about hormonal balancing and like hormonal support, that's going to be a true statement. Just come off of it. Yeah. Moving forward. Easier said than done. 100%. However. But so dang powerful. That's a pretty, that's pretty intense there. All right. So let's dive into why this happens. Why do women get headaches? Well, in particular, I just think that the fact that it's like almost 20% of women versus 6% male with migraine. Like men have, you know, hormones too, but it's like the shift that we have. We're just constantly in a transition throughout the month. And it makes sense that our bodies are like, if there's something that's off or there's something that's being well supported, that our body's going to be like, oh, actually, I'm going to, I'm going to set something off so that you know that something it's not right here, right? Like something is inflamed, something is, you know, off. And I'm going to tell you about it. That's exactly right. I mean, the primary cause of hormonal headaches and menstrual migraines is an imbalance with that switch. So it's usually elevated levels of estrogen in the follicular phase, which is where estrogen belongs. Yes, it's just a bit too much. Uh-huh. And then a really 
quick withdrawal in the luteal phase. So we start out with too much estrogen and then the abrupt withdrawal, which is also normal to have mm-hmm. that because your estrogen has to come down so that your progesterone can rise and your progesterone wants to make a happy little place for your potential baby after mm-hmm. ovulation, right? So there's an interplay there that is normal, but the higher baseline of estrogen is associated with that change. So, which makes sense. Like that's all, it almost reminds me of like postpartum when you're like just kind of pushed off a cliff, right? Estrogen is so high at this point or just in a way that is just not balanced well that then your body gets kind of pushed off a, a cliff during that normal shift. Yeah, absolutely. And then that causes issues with progesterone too because we don't have these independently you know, functioning hormone levels. So as progesterone declines in the luteal phase, there's an is- insufficiency there. And progesterone is responsible for like modulating pain and anxiety and stress. And so all of these pieces kind of end up converging and creating like the perfect storm for a headache around this time of month. Yeah. And I think it's helpful to be reminded too, like it's not estrogen's fault. It's not like it's doing too good of a job or, you know, creating too, it's, all of these pieces work together. And so progesterone's trying, right, to like sort out what it's supposed to do based on what estrogen was already doing. And so it's like a little cycle that you can potentially squash the symptom of, but that's not actually going to solve the root cause of it coming back or potentially made worse by whatever it is, whatever Band-Aid that's put on it. Yeah, it all comes back to hormone balancing again and how your body kind of moves through those changes. Like, for example, sometimes pregnancy brings this on or shifts this for women in, you know, for the better or the worse, right? Menopause can also be really triggering to suddenly suffer from headaches. So it's these abrupt changes in hormones that your body isn't able to like ride out well, modulate well. It Mm -hmm. all comes back to hormone balancing. And you ladies know we've got the reset program's still going. Uh-huh. And so you can capture that in show notes. We'll give you plenty of places to start if you are identifying the hormone imbalance issue with your root cause for your headaches. And maybe you're potentially putting that together for the first time. I knew a lot of friends in high school and college who would get headaches, migraines, and never never put it together, especially at like a younger age, that it could potentially even be related to hormones. I'm just somebody who gets migraines, right? My mom got migraines, I get migraines or whatever. And so potentially you're putting it together for the first time, like, oh, actually, this this does have some kind of cycle to it. Or yeah, I could see how this relates. And that's, to me, that's exciting, like to start to dig a little bit deeper into what is actually going on and what the rhythm of your body is actually doing and what it's telling you, even though migraines especially can just be like brutal. It's still exciting to kind of think about life on the other side and how to get there. I hope you feel that excitement, ladies. Mm-hmm. I hope you ride in the excitement wave. Yep. Maybe uh, I'm just idealistic because I'm on the other side of the barf-tastic days that I have had. But even in that, right? It's only up from here. Exactly. This is the episode that changes everything for (laughs) all of us. (laughs) Only up from here. Okay, so another factor that kind of like compounds this issue is prostaglandins release when your period starts. That's really normal. Mm -hmm. But 
some women experience that as extra inflammatory. And it tends to be women who are on this estrogen dominant path also, which is what causes the nausea, the intense cramping, sometimes diarrhea, fainting, Mm -hmm. hot flashes, brain fog, all of that seem to like accompany these headache storms and are like a part of that whole picture. So it's not just a headache. What makes a migraine different than a headache is usually that there's like an aura involved Uh with it, whether that like comes on ahead of time or with the head pain. Have you ever had a migraine? No, I never have either. Praise God. I think I was like very close to one, but I wouldn't. Knowing what I know about people who get migraines, I was like, probably not quite there. It's brutal. But anyway, just want to know. I mean, sometimes I'm interacting with someone and they're like, yeah, I'm having a migraine right now. And I'm like, do you know what that is? You're sitting with me under these fluorescent lights. Yeah. You're talking to me about yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, of course, it's self-diagnosing. You're yeah, the only one who can know if it's if it's just a headache or if it's a if it's a true migraine. But nausea and vomiting are really attributing factors. Mm-hmm. So is light and noise sensitivity. Usually, migraines are unilateral, so they happen on one part of your head versus bilateral. But they can be bilateral also. Mm-hmm. But usually. Hormonal headaches or other regular headaches are more experienced, like as a band wrapping around or right behind your eyes or on, you know, behind your forehead kind of a thing. It kind of hits both sides. Mm-hmm. E. Not fun. No, it's not. And a lot of people who suffer from menstrual migraines have issues with sleep at that same time of month because this prostaglandin inflammation process actually delays melatonin secretion too which even with even if you're somebody who's like oh yeah i kind of get headaches maybe not migraines whatever putting those pieces together like are you somebody who around that time is like struggling with sleep are you struggling with i used to think i used to get diarrhea during my period like right before and being like well that's just like what happens before you have your period realizing okay there's like pieces that actually need to be you know reined in here for my own hormonal balancing but helpful to put those pieces together to be like is this actually a symptom picture that i see in myself yeah and recognizing that like there's many little triggers here that are very life interrupting and Mm -hmm. it's very difficult when you're in that storm to be thinking critically about it you're just so glad that it's over and you feel terrible that this is becoming a pattern or is the pattern or happens every other month or something like that but it's it's really hard to come out of that space and think like oh this is happening at the same time every single month this Mm -hmm. is associated with this this is not normal i can do something about this yeah one of the many many reasons why we just harp on tracking your cycle right? Like tracking these pieces because most of like the apps or any printouts, right? We'll talk about some of those symptoms too, like what else is going on in your body. And you can get a really good view of what actually is is going on monthly and get a really good view of like, oh, actually last month it was the same exact thing and the month before, right? And you're looking backwards and you're like, oh, here's here's a pattern or pattern I didn't really even put together before. Yeah. And I'll link our, our show about tracking your cycle that you guys can dive into that if you're someone who's like oh okay fine i'll do that if it helps me get through these migraines then sure okay so we have already been really clear that hormone balancing strategies is the actual way 
out of this, but sometimes you just need to throw some holistic band-aids on things to try to function. A hundred percent. Sometimes you just need to have something like a quick win of something to get you to that next stage to be like, yes, okay, this is worth it to do all of this deep work on the food that I'm eating and my lifestyle, all of those pieces. But sometimes it just feels really good to have a quick little win. Agreed. Okay. So we're going to share with you ladies, what do you actually do when you're in the moment, right? To be mm-hmm. treating your your headache and what do you do to help prevent it? Mm-hmm. There's only one thing on this list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. There's ten things we're going to suggest. There's only one thing that we have never suggested before. Yep. That should say something. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're not. We're it, Once you realize and you listen to a few of our episodes and see some of the pieces that we recommend, you'll kind of see like, oh, these are things that actually support more than just headaches, right? It's a whole body situation. Okay, so that brand new item is called Feverfew, Mm -hmm. and it is associated with preventing headaches, and you can get that in herbal form. So you can find capsules, you can find tincture, you can find loose leaf that you can make your own tea. For this specific thing, I personally like tincture. I think it's just the fastest way to take it every single day, and that's what you're going to do. You're going to take Feverfew every single day the entire month long to see if you're one of those people that it can prevent or lessen the severity of hormonal headaches. Yeah, actually, a, a well-woman client emailed us to say, like, oh, had we ever heard of this or seen it or whatever. And the particular thing that she sent was a mix with some other herbs that actually I had never heard of. But it was it's cool to see there's more and more products out there that are realizing, oh, this is this is this one in particular is a heavy hitter. Absolutely. Okay. And then there's some supplements that you should be taking every single day if you're mm-hmm. someone who suffers from any headache at all, whether it's hormonal or not. And the first one, I actually love this for so much more than, quote, just headaches or migraines. Mm-hmm. Evening primrose oil. That is a great one. If you are on our newsletter list, I sent an entire email about it because I was like, I just need to share all of the incredible things that it it does. Yeah. And boy, does it. Mm-hmm. It's a great one. Then we have magnesium, which makes perfect sense that we would be telling you to do some more magnesium, of right? Course. But it is just literally like the nervous system soother. It basically just like clears out connections and lubricates places that need to send signals and just soothes and i just imagine it's like it's like a sticky gooey honey dripping down my nervous Mm. system that's like like, hey you're all right everything's gonna be okay actually yesterday when my daughter was barfing quite a bit my oldest son was like is there anything else you can give her like does she need some magnesium (laughs) just because he hears me like be like oh just throw some magnesium on that it's fine yeah and i mean if you're if you're throwing up you're losing electrolytes so you yeah. probably shouldn't put some That's magnesium great. on <laughs> which i did i sprayed some on her back and on her feet i was like i don't know sure but a good mom next we have vitamin b taken in a complex or b6 and b12 are especially helpful for headaches mm-hmm. there's also a suggestion for omega-3s yeah that one for sure with anything related to the brain i feel like omegas i'm always asking like are you on those what is that looking like are you consistent with them that's a great one to have on board vitamin d as well is going to be a heavy hitter 
for life in general, I feel like for the majority of women, but for those who are struggling with some kind of inflammatory thing like headaches or migraines. Yeah, I mean, there is research associated with low vitamin D and vitamin B deficiencies and magnesium and other mineral deficiencies that put you at a higher risk for headaches in general, but especially migraines. So helpful to keep that in your back pocket and jump on those. Next, we have ashwagandha, which I know that we've been sharing many times here before. Mm -hmm. It's a adaptogen. Get it in a powder, take it in capsules, mix it into things. But it, it's important to take every single day for a couple of months. It has an accumulation in your system that helps you just to essentially be able to handle and cope with stress. Which is tied so much with what your body is doing as it's going through like its whole headache, migraine cycle. And it really does. I mean, I experience whenever I take it, I, I'm somebody, I guess I'm, maybe I'm sensitive to it, but even if I haven't taken it in a while and I jump on it, it definitely like brings my whole body down a notch. Like I can, I can sense the relief or like the calm that it brings. Yeah. So you can absolutely take it in the moment also for that kind of sedative effect. Stress is a risk factor for many, many things, but especially migraine. It dysregulates your endocrine system. So ex experiencing a lot of stress all the time is going to just put you into, you know, such a crazy pattern, which we know that there's not very much we can do to get rid of stress. It's just a part of our lives for the most part. But helping our body to integrate those experiences while we work on figuring out what to do to not be so stressed, it's just so helpful. Yeah, for sure. I also, not to keep bringing up birthing children, but was thinking about this yesterday because like it was maybe half the day through when I realized like I hadn't drank the amount of water that I normally sh like do and the food that I was grabbing just kind of quickly as I was you know, hopping from thing to thing with her was not what it needed to be. And I could just sense like all of the tension and I just did not feel good in my body as I was like, I know I'm tired, but I don't think that's it. And it was, there was a stress. It's not like I could be like, well, just stop burping. That would take all the stress away. I had to kind of lean into what can I do to support my body in this, at this point, because I can't just take away the stressful thing. Anyway. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. the story of our lives, right? Like, yeah. It's one thing to say, like, well, starting next month, I'm not going to overpack my schedule or, right? I mean, there are real strategies for decreasing stress long term. Yes. Uh, but most of the stress that we deal with, we're recognizing it in the moment and you can't just not do your life. Right. Yeah. Yep. I and mean, you could, but it's just not going to go well. Which is why I think at the end of the day, when we're like all of the hormone balancing strategies, like those are the way, that's the way forward. It is like the consistent daily stuff that you're doing almost behind the scenes sort of to set the stage for meeting life well absolutely and you ladies have heard us over and over again share reviews on this podcast mm -hmm. alone we are getting reviews all the time on how seed cycling has pretty much nullified women hormonal headaches and it makes so much when you go back to like 
what is the deal hormonally with why are they're happening? It makes so much sense because seed cycling is just like a it's a food as medicine, very gentle yet effective way to help balance some of those like support and balance some of those hormones in the different parts of your cycle. So it makes sense that ideally we're not hitting too high of a high or getting pushed off a cliff each month. Yeah, just smoothing it out. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then lastly, our anti-inflammatory juice recipe. I know we've shared that multiple times, but what a perfect thing to have on hand, especially if you know this is coming in your life. This is something that you can take immediately that is going to work just as well as ibuprofen. Which is a little mind-blowing. And you shared a while ago that you froze, like you you made some and froze some, like maybe in ice cubes or something. Yeah, just the ginger. Well, because that's, so that's the thing that in the juice recipe that is the heavy hitter, right? And that I often am like, I I don't always have it on hand. Yes. Or feel like getting my juicer out. Yes, exactly. When I'm in pain, mostly. Yeah. That one. <laughs> mostly it's the cleaning up of the juicer afterwards. I'm like, yeah, I don't mind using <laughs> yes. the juicer. That's not a problem. <laughs> cleaning it up. Yep. Yeah. So I make batches of it. I get, I get a bunch of ginger at once. I do it all. I put it into freezer cubes and then I can just pull it out and you're welcome to use the full recipe in order to make it palatable for you but for me I just throw a ginger cube into some tea with a little bit of honey Mm -hmm. and I just suck it down as fast as I can to just get the ginger in my body right away smart smart lady hey thanks oh thank you I hope that this is putting some light bulbs on for some ladies, Mm -hmm. giving them some hope that there's something besides medications that they can try, connecting some dots that are, you know, kind of putting a symptom picture together that's like, oh, this is why this is happening to me. And that's what we, again, like that's what we just love to see. You mentioned earlier the Hormone Reset program that we have. It's just a, it's a free series of, it's a month long of emails that you receive that kind of build on each other talks about hormones, hormone balancing, different aspects of foods that you're eating, lifestyle stuff. It's in no way shaming or I don't think it's even overwhelming. That may sound like, oh gosh, it's a lot of information. It's given in pieces and meant for you to take what you can start implementing slowly but surely. If you're somebody who's on this particular struggle bus, I would highly recommend free email series. Do it. Right now. Right, as get off this podcast, go do it. Mm-hmm. All right, ladies, that is it for today. Send this episode along to a friend who's suffering in this way. If it's not you, be a pal and give her some tools. I like to give my pals tools. We are here giving you guys tools as our pals every Monday. That is true. And we'll be doing it again next week. Bye, pal. Bye.